Good afternoon, I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM and KS95 Sports Update. The Riverside Bulldogs are preparing for a new season with a lot of returning talent. One player in particular is Grady Jepson, as he was the leading scorer from last season with 21.3 points per game and 4.3 rebounds per game. Head coach Nick Crone is not only anticipating the senior to lead the team, but is looking for multiple players to bring their talent to the floor as well. Well, I think, I, I mean, we know um, how good Grady is, and he'll be back for his senior year, so really excited to see that. Um, I think you're going to see uh, Mason McCready take a bigger role offensively. Uh, he's worked pretty hard. Uh, he's gotten a lot more efficient through the summer. Uh, we'll call on him a little bit more with the loss. I mean, Aiden Bell and Aiden Salias picked up a lot of that uh, slack last year. And then Garrett Huff will be getting extended minutes and, and Kyler Reekin. So uh, you'll kind of take some of that, um, maybe what Aiden and Aiden provided, and you, you'll be distributing out over a lot of a lot of different areas, a lot of different players. So then also, you know, we've had strong showings from Peyton Amdor, Cole Jepson, and Owen Fenner too this summer. Uh, they're incoming freshmen. So kind of a, you know, attack by committee with that. So pretty, pretty excited for potentially the depth we might have kind of excited to see us get going in kind of a real life real life game situation and kind of see where people kind of see how they perform. In terms of the offensive side of the floor, the Bulldogs are looking to utilize a more freelance offense. That doesn't always mean the quickest offense on the court, but means that the ball will be moving around and shared among the entire team. I go into each season kind of looking at uh, you know a freelance type of offense where you you know you coach them up a lot in practice, but in the game it's a lot more free flowing kind of read and react type stuff. Uh, and, th- and then we also have, you know, a structure you think of like, we don't do flex, but like flex. And we'll have one of both. You know, I, I hope not to get to the continuous one because usually that means we're kind of stagnant. So I think the other challenge will be, you know, we have some new guys coming in. I think it hits some shots. I think they're going to get opportunities because I think, you know, Grady, Grady is special enough. He's going to garner some, uh, you know, we're going to see some high pressure. He's going to see a lot of, you might have people pick him up full court. You might have people double team him. You know, you might have a box of one triangle and two on. I mean, I've seen even a triangle and two on Grady or the two guard Grady. So um, we're going to have to be prepared for that. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the areas there that I think offensively uh, we'll be going. And we have a few, you know, a few set plays here and there to try to get uh, spring some people free that we need to get shots. With Riverside this season, the team is not only working on utilizing Grady Jepson, but the entire senior class as well. You know, he's really stepped up his game this summer. Being more, being being super vocal is not in his wheelhouse, but he has been. Him and Grady have done a good job to start the season. So, you know, I really look to those two guys. Uh, Kyler's done a really nice job. You know, he holds a gajillion other leadership positions within our school, so it's really nice having his skill set and expertise that he brings from, like, student council. And he's on the, he's kind of getting all their takes on that. It's a pretty close-knit group. You know, so I'm I really going to rely on our upperclassmen uh, to help us with that. Riverside has been playing scrimmage games up until tomorrow's first game of the regular season. The Bulldogs are looking to win some games down the line early, which only leads to more wins later in the season. Our first games out of the gate have been really competitive games. We lost both of those, so you start to think, man, it's been you know two years since we won a playoff game. So I think everybody's kind of locked in. By the end of the season, we're improved enough where, where we can make a deep playoff run. I mean, that would be a goal. I know a lot of people say state, but you know we want to win some games in the postseason. Um, you know, and see where it goes from there. So hopefully we can do the things, uh, play the defense, rebound, uh, score efficiently enough where we can put ourselves in position to do that. Riverside's first game will be tomorrow, Tuesday, November 28th, against AHSTW at 7.30 p.m. The Atlantic Wrestlers are holding their wrestle-offs tonight, and it's annual meet-the-team night at the wrestling room at Atlantic High School. Tom Robinson has more. 
The competition in and out of the room ramps up this week with the inter-squad matches tonight, Earlham on Thursday, and Humboldt on Friday. Atlantic head coach at Tim Dunn. Right now the kids have been working hard. We're trying to build that base condition, conditioning. We're trying to um, instill some basic uh, base defense and, and some uh, basic offensive attacks. And as we move through the season, you know, we can uh, expand on those. But right now we're trying to get – uh, especially our young guys, our new guys, our new faces, uh, trying to just, you know, build that base so they have, uh, you know, something to, to fall back on to uh, when we get out there and we start going in live matches. And Coach Steph is pleased with his team's effort in preseason workouts, knowing that it is a process and takes time. You know, success is going as hard as you can go and, and for as long as you can go and, and, and sell out. So uh, if you're doing those things, um, you know, the progress – it will come uh, some, you know, that's the thing about, um, you know, wrestling, especially, um, but sports in general, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of instant gratification and, and it takes hard work. It takes commitment. It takes dedication and, and uh, you know, some uh, self-sacrifice and discipline. And so, um, you know, all those things that uh, you've got to master and have as, as you uh, become, uh, I guess, better at the sport of wrestling. It, it just takes time. Well, the meet the team night tonight starts at 6 p.m. Atlantic Coast Earlham on Thursday night. The JV matches start at 6 p.m. with the Varchie to follow. We'll have the match live video stream powered by Nishtanet on westerniowatoday.com, KS957. Then on Friday, the Trojans uh, take their traditional trip to Humboldt for a tournament. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. And moving to collegiate news, the Cyclones are now going to the NCAA Volleyball Tournament after a successful regular season. They are returning to the championship after they were selected as the number 7 seed on Sunday night. Iowa State will be taking on Hawaii this upcoming Thursday, November 30th. The opening serve will be at 6 p.m. All matches will be played at Oregon, with the winner moving on to play Oregon or Southeastern Louisiana on December 1st. This is now the 17th time that Iowa State has made it to the tournament. 16 of which have happened under the direction of Chrissy Johnson Lynch. These Cyclones ended their regular season in fourth in the Big 12 with a record of 29 overall and 11-7 in conference play. That marks the eighth 20-win season for the Cyclones under head coach Johnson Lynch and the first time since 2017 where Iowa State earned 20 or more victories. There are also a few players including Nayeli Gonzalez and Maya Duckworth that have earned over 300 total points this season. Gonzalez has 396 points, 336 kills, 46 blocks, and leads the team in serving aces with 32. Duckworth has 301 kills and 44 blocks this season. We can expect Iowa State to go deeper in the tournament. And moving from volleyball to basketball, the number 5 Iowa Hawkeyes get revenge on the number 16 Kansas State Wildcats after falling to them earlier this season. Iowa controlled the first and third quarters and were able to hold defensively in the fourth as they beat the Wildcats 77-70. Leading in the game for the Hawkeyes was Caitlin Clark as she scored 32 points and pulled in five rebounds while also dishing out six assists. She now just needs 51 assists to take the Iowa record for the most assists in a career. The senior also needs just 40 rebounds to be in the top 10 in Iowa history. Molly Davis continued her scoring streak as she earned 13 points with four rebounds and four assists. Last but not least in double digits was Kate Martin as she earned 11 points and had 10 rebounds for a double-double. On the opposite side, 
Kansas State was led by Ioka Lee with 18 points and 7 rebounds, while Serena Sindel tied with her in scoring with 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Zanna Walker also finished off scoring in double digits with 11 points in 22 minutes of action. Iowa and Kansas State are now 2-2 two two in the last four games against one another. They are 1-1 one one when playing against one another this season, as Kansas State first earned the win over Iowa 65-58 earlier this year. Iowa will take on Bowling Green this upcoming Saturday, December 2nd at 12.30 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.